80s Music Exposed, the podcast in which we review all the best albums of the 80s, one month at a time. We will break them down, give you the skinny, and duke it out over whether or not you should dig these out again. So, if you're ready for an 80s music deep dive from AHA to WHAM, Bowie to XTC, Madonna, Hair Metal, New Wave, and all points in between, then crank the boombox, turn your Walkman up to 10, and let's go. Shine your heavenly body tonight. This is 80s Music Exposed. I'm Henry. I'm Chris. (laughs) Quite the entrance. I don't know if I can top that. It's weird because what people don't know is we talk for like five minutes like normal people right before we hit the button. And then when we hit the button, Henry always spouts off some something something pretty crazy. Hey, guys. <laughs> Remember the 80s? Wasn't they great? Oh, you can't do it twice. I don't because I wasn't alive. Yeah, she wasn't alive. She doesn't remember the 80s at all. But she's doing a damn good job of pretending. Normally, we talk about a whole bunch of albums. Normally, like we start the show like normal human beings. We're probably going to have to edit all this out and try again. It's called fun, Chris. Remember that? I don't like it. I don't like it. Things it doesn't work. Fun. Things one time were fun. It doesn't work for our people, cha- our programming. A little chaos. I've read the numbers. People don't like it when we have You fun. read the numbers. They like it when we argue, <laughs> this, and that's what we're going to do, God The survey it. says, we like it when you fight. That's what they like. I don't know if that's true because the police episode, I don't recall your honor fighting. I think we all. I feel like we were on the same page. We were all in agreement that Sting sucks. People like that as well because people hate Sting. But Madonna may Madonna may may split the crowd, right? Like there may be a there may be people that like and there may be people that dislike. Which which brings me to the. Point, Henry, this is a single album episode, right? Right. It is a single album. We're considering Madonna's eponymously titled first album. Can you define eponymous or does that mean that it's called a Madonna? It's called Madonna. Right. All right. So Madonna. So when an album when an album is called the eponymously titled album, that means it's named just the title of their band. Got it. I did not know that. I gotta write that down. That's that's impressive. I I read that in 1985 the second pressing got renamed. Really? Yeah, it got renamed Madonna, the first album. The second pressing mm-hmm. of this album after Like a Virgin came out and everything was like really popping off. I guess they wanted to um, delineate the first album from Like a Virgin, which is which is maybe I don't know if this is too early to talk about this. But Henry, your impression, and I'd like to get Megan's impression as well. I've never considered Madonna an album person. And at the time, back in the day, I don't remember when her, in the 80s heyday, people speaking specifically about her albums as much as her singles. I think that came later. I think probably around Ray of Light was like an album. That people were saying, okay, this is a beginning to end, soup to nuts. Uh, I think Ray of Light had a lot to do with her being a mother. Right. I think Like a Prayer in like 89 probably was the first like big album for her, like where the whole album was a big deal. Right. Because that was like right before the Blonde Ambition tour, mm-hmm. which was like the mm-hmm. movie came out. So I think like her 
newer, like when she was younger, that was like kind of her just figuring out as an artist, especially since she was so dance oriented because she went to like the university of Michigan for dancing. Well, yeah, she was, she's known. She's like, and I think that's something else we can talk about because she brought dance music. Like, I don't think she brought it back. I think she kind of like recreated it and it's still here because of her. So well, it's like, the, I give like her she said, okay, uh, well she went to the dance, uh, the dance cr- crowd to have for the single to be anything right for everybody. That's right. That, that was the they signed her for a couple of singles first. Sire Records did, and so it was everybody, and then something else. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to downplay like like a virgin as a record was a huge record. Yeah, but I don't remember. I'm I'm asking Henry for your recall. I don't remember as a child thinking of it in the same way I thought of Thriller. I thought of her singles, but. But guess, isn't Michael Jackson? He was kind of a singles artist. Yeah, too. right. Like, and I don't that's consider him an album. I feel like that's kind of also like where a little bit of sexism comes. Thank into you, play. thank you. That's what I was going because for. Like mm-hmm. Michael Jackson is touted yep. as this like amazing artist. When really, like, was he? I mean, he was produced from a super young age, like as a child star. So I mean, he was like made to be what he was, and talent wise. I think Madonna might be a little more talented. Well, that's my that's my that's my question. I'm glad you 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 went there um, because I think there was there is some sort of bias against women or female artists at the at the time, especially that I think there was just a presumption that she didn't write anything and she mm-hmm. she's just a pop star, and so her albums are not as important as Michael Jackson's because he wrote a bunch of stuff. When in actuality, I think she wrote more of this record than he wrote of Thriller. Um, she wrote at least two of those songs. She wrote more than two of these songs. She wrote almost all of these songs except really? for two. Oh. Um, so, which was uh, news to me going back into this, which is like I bought into that as a child that, well, she can dance and she can sing, but she can't write music. I mean, let's leave that to Prince and the... You know the male. Well, that's like have always been. I mean, even nowadays, it's different now. Definitely, sure. I think it's changing. But like, anytime an Instagram page, whatever, anytime there's anything publicity-wise of Madonna, it just seems to be there's always people who really have a very strong hatred for her. And it's weird because you don't really see that. Even with like Sting, you know, we were joking about him, but I don't feel like you're ever going to see anybody that's going to comment on a picture of him on Instagram being like, oh, what a used up whore. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just like very sometimes like, it's very eye-opening, especially. I mean, I know I'm young, but, like, I'm getting older. So, like, people, the way people treat women, I guess, is they get older. It's like you're not really allowed to get older. And if you are, you have to be a certain way. And I don't think Madonna's like that. That you have to behave. You're like, society expects you to behave a certain way, right, when you get older. Like, have some decorum, you know. Or Well, and, like, that's, like, her, a big part of her career especially now is the controversy like that's Mm. kind of what madonna is at this point like that is her relevancy now but she always was that yeah i would say that hasn't changed at all like that's always been her her game i guess where i'm and i I think we talked about this some off air and i want to tread lightly here because i'm not against or opposed to the way she is because um she doesn't have a right to be that way i guess it lets me down because as i'm getting older 
I like I tend to gravitate towards and we 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 joke about this all the time. Like I gravitate towards the 80s or 90s stars that I'm fans of who age gracefully like a Nick Cave or a Tom Waits as opposed to the guys in um Toto or um <laughs> Survivor who try to stay like exactly like they were in the 80s like age isn't a thing. And I think Madonna t- to a certain extent with me is the same way. Like I think if you're a legend I want you to act like a legend, which I don't, again, I don't have the right mm-hmm. to tell her how to act at all. And I'm not saying she doesn't have a right to do it. It just, to me, is kind of like, wow, wouldn't it be neat for somebody who's 63 to be like, 63 is cool. I don't have to pretend I'm 20 anymore. 63 is sexy. 63 is cool. But it's a, it's a different way. Um, I guess, in my opinion, funny. there's like Helen Mirren to me. is like the per- Helen Mirren is like one of the sexiest people on earth and she's like 85 but she doesn't have to have her tits out to do it right Hmm. um and i sent you guys an instagram thing where madonna just posted recently a picture of her ass hanging out from underneath a bed i don't know if you guys saw this like yeah i saw it um and it's just like what are you doing like you're a you're a legend what are you doing with your butt hanging out from under a bed like i don't um anyway that's anything if I was her if I was her age I would not be caring about a career so like I think that that's like something on a personality level with her like something and but one thing I will say because you kind of said this and I think this is something that people especially society in general really is guilty of when you said aging gracefully Mm -hmm. the first names you mentioned were men well, I tried mm. to mention men because I was trying to make the so point I that I'm not, I don't mean that women, I'm not pointing out that women should age gracefully and men should not. Yeah, I, 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 I meant it the other way around. Men are allowed the luxury sometimes, though, of aging gracefully because there are women out there who probably haven't, like, look at Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. Poor Sarah Jessica. Parker, you know, I think she's trying to age naturally and like she gets fucking shit all the time for her looks. <laughs> it's like, no, and I, oh, I don't, no. I don't want to belittle that. I'm sure that these people, and I don't pay attention to it, but I'm sure all these stars get hammered all the time online by trolls and, and that sort of thing. But, and, and, and that's a fair point that you made. I just honestly mentioned men first because I was trying to say, I'm not pointing out that women should not should age gracefully, not men too. Um, I just meant in general, uh, I, I feel like uh, 60-year-old people don't have to act 20 to be relevant, in my opinion. And I'm 50 now, and I don't feel like I need to um, do the things I did when I was 21 to be relevant. It, it It's actually kind of sad. See, I think what you're what you're saying is that you think... But no one should Madonna, call her a whore. They no, shouldn't no, have the no, right no. to do it Are or whatever. Are you saying that Madonna's merely doing it to stay relevant and that she's not trying to make any overarching... My point? opinion is, and is again, it's just my opinion, and I don't know her, but I, in my opinion, uh-huh. it looks like to me like she thinks that was what got her by all the time. And instead of being like, I'm a amazing artist she's like i still need to have my butt out to be relevant i thought the butt picture is pretty cool i don't <laughs> it didn't bother me that much I, but it wasn't like the worst thing. it's what i expected you know like i don't necessarily yeah. expect madonna knowing what i know of her to age gracefully i know that she's she sought out the spotlight from the beginning well let me take you another know? tack henry you sent a really cool song that she just recently did a collaboration yeah 
that is pretty fucking amazing. I thought it was good. And that never gets talked about and how great her that art is anymore because yeah. she's doing Instagram photos with her butt hanging out from under a well, bed. Yeah, people it's, it's what is become that a lot her, or is that the audience then at that point? I don't know. I feel like I she's know. making choices to stay in the spotlight that she thinks she, and this is me again. I think that she thinks she has to make, and I'm basically saying, Madonna, you don't have to do that. You're making cool collab music right now. Cooler music than I've heard you making in a long time, in my opinion. Fuck all this, like, I got to stick my butt out like I'm 20. Yeah. How can life be what you want it to be? You're frozen when your heart's not open. It would be interesting to see Madonna more as like just a normal human being because she's definitely not a normal human being. She's not. She's not. Exactly. Like she's not a normal human being. So I don't really necessarily expect her to now act that way. I mean, look at. Yeah. Fame has distorted her to not distorted her, but changed her to a point where she's something beyond like that. And so, like, I don't expect her to suddenly pretend to be like. You know, some art, some artistic. Yeah, but in, I guess, in, I guess, in my in my opinion, she was like, like, like Tilda Swinton, right? Yeah, Tilda Swinton's an older lady who acts super cool and super sexy and really weird. It has all the same qualities, but it does it so much smarter, in my opinion, than you. Madonna. I was like hoping Madonna would be more like that. Is all I was trying to. I, I'm not. And again, she has the right to do whatever oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. wants to do. I just think it's um, interesting, like I, uh, how people grow old is very like. Look at Neil Young, for example. <laughs> this guy, you know, has not grown old gracefully. Really, he he hits every, you know, he puts the uh, puts who the guys crazy horse crazy horse back together and does these weird songs. Even now, don't <laughs> care. I thought that was interesting, though, not not to get on a sidetrack, but like you know, he recreated the barn where they uh-huh. made the original album, so that to see if they could get the same kind of vibe going. That's not not growing old gracefully. That's just I don't know what that is. Why would you think that the barn is the important part? I don't know. I was thinking about it though. Like I was thinking, I what know. if Henry and I went back and rebuilt our original practice space and went back in there? Did you, would you would you enjoy that, or would you? Probably like, would. No, that's dumb. That's like Neil, Neil Young's an idiot. Let's not do that. I would say an idiot. <laughs> I think it would be kind of fun. Window to your soul, I can open.
happened slowly I've been singing this way for so long Riding through this storm Might remind me of who we are And why we walk so lowly Anyway, so let's 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 talk about. Um, okay, but yeah, I got way ahead of the game here, and I'm glad we talked about this right off the bat. Well, but, I knew we were going to have to, but it's like it's not like we're going to solve it. In the, you know, well, I, I feel like we 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 definitely don't want to overdo the the current Madonna talk because we've got a, this great album that was groundbreaking where it and started. yeah, where it all that, started. But we're also going to end up talking about like a virgin, and we're going to end up talking about the one after that, and the one after that. Sure. So I, I I think a good place to start, at least for me too, is to mention the videos. Like, I feel like she dominated that whole arena rather early and rather quickly. And I guess maybe that's part of the reason I don't remember the albums as much as the videos, because by that point, by the mid eighties, I'm getting most of my music from the television. I don't, I'm not getting it from records. I was going to say this later, but I don't believe that this record would have been as popular without MTV. I just don't believe No, probably it. not. It's, it's weird, though, because I, I agreed with you until I started doing the research, and then I realized it's really not till Like a Virgin in 1985 that she dominates with videos. Lucky Star was just a... Uh, it wasn't, like, all over the place. Well, but the, her look was, was iconic. I mean, that was when people started doing, like... Um, what do they call that? See, that I would, bohemian thing, the New York bohemian thing, where it's like um, Madonna wannabes came right out of that. But, out of that but, no, but remember, Like a Virgin comes out like right on the tail of this. Like, in fact, Like a Virgin, the single comes out, it's almost considered to be on this first record. Right. It's she in does, between. She does, remember, she goes on MTV mm-hmm. for the first time and, and she plays a single off the next album. MTV was like still gaining popularity yes. too. So like when it first started, it wasn't an immediate success and there still weren't a lot of like videos to choose from because it was still such a like new medium so i think they played like pretty much the same videos on repeat and i think she kind of had the perfect timing Mm -hmm. you know obviously that wasn't all of it like she had the look she had talent you know she had the dance element and the people behind her i think the right people basically like the producer especially he was very connected that jelly bean is it Benitez, I think, yes. is his last name? That's correct. But so by Like a Virgin, though, I think MTV was bigger. So Madonna was kind of able to get bigger through that, too.
like we would eat the new videos like like there was 25 videos so when a 26th one came on you were like mm-hmm. oh god out there's a, finally a new one so you would just like couldn't wait for new videos but the neat thing about this record is she really reinvented and brought disco or dance music back basically until now From it's basically it's like she started well disco was killed at the end of the 70s it was yep. the bgs and everybody hated it then almost three years later she resurrects it and the neat thing about it was she was not trying to make pop radio friendly songs yet that's going to be like a virgin when they get a hold of her and think oh she can be a superstar she's just trying to do that new york disco dance uh sound on this first record and she made that mainstream not anybody else so it's 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 interesting that people think this first one was like oh yeah madonna's the pop star she wasn't a pop star at this point she was like bringing a certain genre of music back which is Kind of even more incredible. When, when I prepared for this, I started watching. I watched this movie that's called Madonna and the Breakfast Club, right? Which oh has, yeah, the band she was in. Yeah, which had to do with those guys that were in that band, and so she was, like you said, Megan, a, a dancer in Michigan, mm-hmm. and came to New York and was burning, uh, couldn't get work as a dancer, burning out on that, and started hanging out with those guys and learning about music. And it wasn't a big jump to get from dancing to being a drummer. So she was a drummer in that band to begin with and was taught how to play guitar. And, um, but she was singularly focused. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not say was taught how to play guitar. She learned how to play guitar. She said in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, but if you were talking about it, yeah, but if you, if everybody gets taught how to play an instrument. But if you were talking about Eddie Van Halen, you wouldn't say he was well, taught how to play guitar. You'd say she he said. learned how to play guitar. I'm not saying. Well, she's, she's not said. known for like I don't know how good of a guitar player Madonna is. I know she does play guitar on some later stuff, but I don't know if it's one of her strong suits. Perhaps. Well, he just. I'm just saying. What no, she what said. I'm trying to make the point is. It's it's like this pejorative. She wrote, not only did she learn how to play guitar and drums, she was a dancer. She ended up writing all the songs on this right. album. Right, and, and she wrote songs with The Breakfast Club. In fact, and I she think wrote songs she's, with, her songs on this album are known way better than anything the fucking Breakfast Club did yeah. after her. So let's maybe she taught them a few fucking things. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what she said at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. That's what she said about those two guys. Okay. And then, but she was singularly focused. And after she was done with that, she moved right along. Like she kind of put those guys in a box, went and did Emmy, Emmy and the Emmys, put those, put that in a box. Those guys have nothing but good things to say about her.
Madonna was not a manufactured pop star like people, you know, try to build somebody a new Madonna today. She came through, you know, did her did her do did her what do you call it? Paid her dues, right? She yeah. slept on floors and shit and moved along. But and don't you think? Don't you think because she created the model of what people try to build? There's an assumption sometimes that she was built. Yes. Yes, and yeah. people don't know it. Mm-hmm. People don't know it. Um, and I recommend everybody go look at that movie because you'll be like, what? Madonna had a whole life before this album, you know? She had a whole musical life, you know? I think people kind of forget that she is a person when when you spend 40 years of being like an icon, you mm-hmm. kind of lose that a little bit. I mean, I don't like, remember. And yeah. because she is the type of figure she is, but it's true. I, I do feel like people kind of in a weird way, don't give her enough credit in that respect. I, I, I didn't is, give her enough credit walking in. I thought she only wrote two or three songs on the album. I didn't realize she wrote every damn one of them. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even yeah. realize that because I guess because I focused on. I mean, there are five singles on this thing, and at least three of them are like straight bangers. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And the, and the first oh, yeah. one that got her signed, the Everybody, which she wrote, um, Seymour Stein heard that and was like, "Yep." And the, if that dude signs you, he knows he, what. Like everything he signs is gold. So it was like he knew after hearing that one song that that was enough. Hey folks, I'm just going to interrupt for a second here. If you are a podcast junkie like I am, you've probably thought about starting your own podcast. Well, I can tell you firsthand that starting a podcast is one of the best decisions we've ever made. It can feel a little overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. And that's why I was really glad to find Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way I've ever found to launch a professional, or in our case, a semi-amateur professional podcast. These folks have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcasts. They will get you onto every major podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Google, 
can also get a great looking podcast website. There are audio players that you can drop into other websites. My favorite part of, is the detailed analytics that show uh, how many of you are listening. We look at this all the time. That's how we know where you are and how many of you are there. There are also tools there to promote your episodes and so on. Buzzsprout publishes a new blog on all kinds of topics all the time, like equipment and formats. They have their own podcast episodes. There's also YouTube videos every week so that you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that eat and drink and breathe it so you never feel like you're on your own. So to start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, go and grab the link that I've got in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It also helps support our show. So remember, Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. The album has a definite sound to it. And it's one of those albums that sounds like the 80s. Like it's what I hate it. Like where I lived out in the sticks in Tennessee, it sounded like the roller skating rink by 1984. <laughs> that's what the fucking roller rink sounded like, right? If you went to a birthday party, yeah. some little girl was going to play this album because it's like fucking the jam, you know? Yep. But it's funny now thinking about the way we feel about dance music now. I was kind of shocked going back how, in my mind, it was kind of undanceable. It's kind of really? like really weirdly just kind of like, boom. You know, just kind of like really light, kind of like weird, kind of like. Look, my, it's not like what we think of now where everything's goes like. I guess. But, you know, like my yeah. favorite all time song was Borderline, but I'd only heard the, the single version. I think that they must have played on MTV. You go to the album and it's like a whole breakdown dance song. It's like, is this, this is longer. Than the other one. Yeah, but funny, funnily, in a way to me, that, that album version sounds like one of those 80s remixes when they it get did. later on, like where they try to remix The Cure, <laughs> and you're like, like, oh, I don't need to hear like this. I must have yeah. only heard the, the radio edit. Right, right. You know?
the sound of this record, it is very 80s. Yeah. And I think, though, in a way that works. Lynn, like, it's very exactly. dated, but it's, like, good dated the 80s. The Lynn drums, the yes, Oberheim synthesizer, the Moog bass. Like, that is all straight. Like, well, I, in editing last the last episode, which was June of 1983, mm-hmm. I brought up two or three times something that sounds like the Like I said, you have to like this because if you don't, you don't like the 80s. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that little argument we got into, yeah. but I, I thought about that further. Yes. I thought about it further and <laughs> I was kind of like, well, yeah, we keep pointing out stuff that sounds like the eighties, but like it invented the eighties. There was no eighties for Madonna to go, okay, I'm going to make my record sound so, like the eighties. She's inventing the eighties, which, so when I, I guess when we say something like that on here, we should, we're giving it a lot more credit than just saying, Oh yeah, that sounds eighties ish. It we're really we're actually kind of being reverent yeah. of it. Yeah, because like, oh yeah, they're in what we are you're hearing right there is actually inventing the eighties. Well that's a really good point too, especially now because I feel like eighties nostalgia, like the synthesizers, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's never really gone away necessarily, but it's super popular right now. I think like Stranger mm-hmm. Things kind of, you know, uh, brought it back. Yes. But it is nuts because that this is the music, you know, that kind of set that stuff up. Like it's ripping off of it. So it is interesting because at that time there wasn't anything really like this. What, let me ask both of you guys, though. What do you think, like, so when you think of your favorite 80s albums and you rank your favorite 80s albums, does this one even come to mind, though? No, because I didn't, I didn't like, to your point, I didn't think of Madonna as an album person. She was just always on TV or on MTV. I didn't think of buying an album at all. It was just, hey, there's Madonna. And that's why I say these things are inextricably linked. Like, I looked at... I had such an emotional reaction looking at Madonna here. How many forty? How many forty something years later? And yeah. it's like all those those little twelve year old feelings in my heart. Oh, this is what girls are. There's my pixie dream girl, you know, <laughs> like right. There. Well, that's something else that <laughs> and we she should, was that. Yeah, that's something else yeah. we should mention. Which I wish um, we had one of our parents on to, to talk about this. But this was. Madonna created like my 10 year old, nine year old sister. All of a sudden, all of her and her friends wanted to wear like what my mom would say, your underwear on the outside. <laughs> right. And that like, that had never, it was almost like uh, long hair in the sixties. It was like, what is happening to our little girls? All of a sudden they all want to wear their underwear on the outside and, and be Madonna. And it was a thing. It was a definite thing. And of course, the little twelve-year-old boy, I was like, "This is great. This is the greatest thing that ever happened." Like, 
You know, <laughs> I dude, love but it. Dude, she kept that run going her whole career. Oh, yeah. And so to this, like the stuff we're seeing today where she's just trying to, this is just a side effect. I mean, she just, she was Vogue. She was Marilyn Monroe, the material girl. She was this before. Yeah, but I, I guess what I, I guess what I want to yeah, like, bring up too, though, is the impact, that first impact she had on the culture mm-hmm. was so large too. If you combine that with the videos and which she was like the first one in on that really big and you combine it with the music, the like bringing back dance pop, it's almost like, man, I'm building a case for her being the greatest artist of the 80s, hands down. And I never I mean, before this would have thought that. I would say I, I think that that would definitely be a fair just like based on the longevity and the impact the initial impact so like even just this first record like you said that in itself you could feel the effects of it and I mean I love this record if I had to pick like a list of my favorite 80s records I don't know exactly where you know it would land it's not my favorite Madonna record but I love it and I think that it's like even just the look like the cover image of it is so cool because this is like when Madonna's still kind of punk like very New York and you know Keith Haring and uh, Basquiat and all that cool stuff like she just (laughs) had a very cool style about her at this point, especially. Yeah, I totally agree. Here's a fun fact, something I sussed out. So the song, Everybody, you know, they put it out as a single before they said, hey, do a whole record. They didn't want to put her on the cover mm-hmm. of it at first because they were hoping to market it to African-American. Isn't that weird? That is weird because I, I I, don't think anyone, I, I would be shocked if anyone heard that and thought she was an African-American. Also, but. she was very intent on making videos. Like there's a video for everybody. There's um, a video for even just the, the smaller songs because she was damn determined and was right that videos would take the place of touring I also, in places like the Midwest. I also think her impact on, and I, and I don't think she was the first by any means, but what I'm, I went back and watched the Everybody video mm-hmm. and the dance routine that she had in the video with the two other girls, and I was like, she was kind of the, kind of the one that made it so that Female artists have to have when they go on stage have to have a dance thing with it as well, like she, like you know what I mean. Like she can't like men can just go up with their band mm-hmm. and just play the songs, right? Prince doesn't have he dances, but he doesn't have like routines. But it's like Beyonce mm-hmm. got to have routines, J Lo got to have routines. Like, and I thought, man, some of that comes even like Pat Benatar, who is really just a rock and roll star. Her video, she's got to have dance routines, right? Um, they tried. <laughs> Yeah, they tried, right? But it was almost like I, I felt like I forgot, like maybe Madonna's what created that because the record companies are like, Madonna's popular. She dances in her videos. Got to dance. Um, I think so. Probably. I mean, that makes sense to me, especially at that time. Like they tried to, you know, lump all female artists, kind of like, you got to, you got to dance. You got to, you know, then dance. <laughs> Definitely. And it was like, I would feel bad for the Pat Benatars of the world who are like, I didn't go to dance school in Michigan. Jesus Christ. I sat in my room and played guitar chords. Like, give me a break.
Yeah, but Madonna's another one that, and it's interesting as I go as I go back and look at different stuff that really a lot of the, like Talking Heads, uh, a lot of the uh, stuff that they talked about, and New Order is a is the best example of this ever. Disco and dance music and the New York dance scene was bubbling underneath everything, mm-hmm. and it was like anathema to say that. So it was like, yeah, punk, 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 mm-hmm. but. Like all of those folks, like really liked dance music and disco music and black music coming out of New York, which was it never really stopped. It just like morphed into rap and hip hop um, from disco, and I think that's really interesting too because it's not it's not just punk that she used. Obviously, it was dance, you know, mm-hmm. dance stuff. It, it wasn't just enough for Madonna to be talented. She also had to be uh, very ambitious. Ambitious, yes, and stick to. Super. You know, would beat beat the doors down from this movie. I saw so the, she would be on the phone constantly, all the time, haranguing people, and like, um, and she would stand right beside the DJ, making sure he played her song. Like, would get in his face. To I do always it. feel like though you don't hear that about like you got. We we talked about this the other day, Henry. You got folks that if you dig a little bit, there's always like a connection. Like their cousin was. Uh, a music producer or their yeah. grandfather wasn't, but like the other people that don't have those connections got to hustle yeah. and she fucking oh, hustled. Yeah, Cause I didn't see any, any entertainment connection. No, she hustled. She, of. she made it herself. Star was the first single on the record. It didn't go anywhere. Lucky Star wasn't a hit right off the bat. Nope. And it and this and I think that's part of why this record ran right into like a virgin because this album didn't take off right away. It took it a while to get going, and by the time it got going strong, they were already working on, and she already had this stuff going for like a virgin. So it kind of played into their hands pretty well that it didn't take off right away because she had the next generation of stuff ready to go some of the critics were talking about her voice like they would make fun of her voice saying it was like helium filled and shit can you believe like that like think about like what that. you know now yeah. we just accept it right you know yeah. but back then they were making fun of her
If you were to take two people back then, Cindy Lauper and Madonna, you would have put your money on Cindy Lauper. I still put my money on Cindy Lauper, but be careful. I love Cindy Lauper. I love her a lot. But I would have put my money. I will say the long haul money would have been on Cindy Lauper, right? But I will say this as well. I think that's the difference when you boil it down between Cindy Lauper and Madonna. Is Madonna wrote most of her material, and Cindy yeah. Lauper does not write material. So Cindy Lauper was kind of at the whim of her producers, mm. and she picked a good one with Nile Rodgers on the first couple records. But then, and Madonna didn't have to wait on somebody to make the songs for. Her. up by all uh, given our thoughts on the album i mean i love this album obviously because we're doing a one uh, album episode i think we're all pretty much going to recommend this album i could be wrong but um i would definitely recommend this album for most people because i feel like it's kind of a forgotten album a little bit i mean we recognize the songs on it, but it's really refreshing to go back and kind of like experience the beginning of Madonna because there is a huge difference between now and then. And it's, it's just a good, it's a fun record. And I think we could all use a little bit of fun. <laughs> For sure. I couldn't say it any better than that. <laughs> That's exactly what I was saying. Like, Megan, ditto. <laughs> yeah, I was, she stole my thunder because I, I, I felt like it, I, I felt like in my mind, I was going to say, this is one of those instances where I'm not going to recommend it because I know what's coming. Like, I don't want to recommend this because Purple Rain's coming for Prince. But no, this one was so refreshing to listen to. I think I'm going to actually like it better than Like a Prayer or um, Like a Virgin when I get there because right. I'm trying to purposely not listen to it. But but going in, in my mind, it was like, yeah, Like a Virgin's the one. But now I'm like, wow, this was so refreshing. And I think this one was more groundbreaking. I feel like it's influencing dance music now. Like, that has, it hasn't stopped. And so... And like Megan said too, it's fun. It's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. And 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 I real quick, I don't know if we we didn't discuss this, but as a kid, I always thought of it as kid music, right? You I did. was like, yeah, I was like, when I listened to it, I was like, well, this is what this is for me. This is for like fourteen year olds. Okay. Going back, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, 
No, it works. It works for adults. It's perfectly fine. Like to listen to this. Yeah, like, I, I was as I was watching her videos, my face just started slacking off because I was like, "Man, she was beautiful." You know? She was a little chubby. She was a little chubby. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I, mean, Such I just I was like, "Wow!" I just I mean, I, let's be honest. She was a little my chubby. Mouth is open. Like, wow, you know. Like I think that's when she was at her one of her prettiest times really. And now then there's people out there who are like, she's fat. Then are you like, me? I know, I know it's crazy. But it was this, it was, it was particularly this album. Like, you know, the like a virgin area was, was a, was a total different thing. This oh, yeah. was like that period of time, you know, with the hat on and dancing around and like spray painting the columns and all this. Like, ugh, yeah. I loved it. I loved her. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that's Madonna's Madonna. I know we will, um, probably go through the different periods of Madonna. It almost does feel like we may even have to do single album episodes with some of her other albums because she was such I mean, a big like star. A yeah, it was a big album. It was. It, I mean, probably bigger than this one if we're if we're being honest. So yeah, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll revisit the the other errors, Henry. Um, coming up next uh, episode though, we're going to get back into doing a month monthly reviews, and next one is July of 1983. We're going to go in a totally different direction with some of these. We're going to have Metallica, uh, Pink Floyd, Robert Palmer, some band called Zap that I don't Zap? know anything about. Yep. I've been waiting for that. Zap with I two P's. I what that's going to be like. I don't know. We'll find out. And um, yeah, and Big Country. So yeah, it should be, should be an interesting, interesting episode. Mix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Henry, you want to wrap us yeah, up? I'm trying to get my big finish notes up. Where the hell are they? Oh, I, th- I don't think I put them on the uh, actual. <laughs> I fucking, hang on a second, man. And here you guys it, were worried that you able to talk about Madonna for an hour. Actually, uh, we're, we haven't been able to stop. Yeah, we're, we're going at it. I want to thank our Patreon subscribers. If you like the <laughs> records we're choosing, please consider subscribing to the pod. Would it kill you? Would it kill you to subscribe? Tom did, right? Yeah. You'll have our newest content downloaded to your device. You can review us on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or other platforms like Stitcher and Spotify. You can chat us up, ask us questions. You can even do it on Twitter. Uh, email us at 80sexposed. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, tweet us at 80sexposed or email us at 80smusicexposed at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe. So many people have cussed us out already. Chris's Twitter handle, what is it? Have you ever taken a picture, Henry, with your like your butt hanging out from under a bed? <laughs> I'm going to do it. Like if you did, well, would you ask your wife to take the photo? Like, how would no. you how would you make that I'm happen? Gonna, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to make Megan put it on <laughs> our Instagram feed. <laughs> I um actually, I'm going to make a request. I'm going to turn to the audience here. Uh, please send us. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best! Oh, please, 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 yes. So it, slide under the bed. Yes, stick, stick it. Stick your ass up in the air. Yes. Take a picture. If you want to be if you want to be pitch perfect, <laughs> you can wear high heel shoes. That's it. Below the waist, high heel shoes is all. Get everything else under the bed. We want to see these photos. Henry, you will post the photo we're talking about right onto our... What do you post them on? I don't know what that's on. What do you mean? So that people can see the photo of Madonna. You'll post it. On Instagram or wherever. Wherever. You I don't know what we... we all the yes, things. we'll do it on the things. Yes. yes. Do you want to be a star? Send us a picture <laughs> of the ass. Do you want to say ass? 
<laughs> so, I can't believe I'm I'm on I'm on I'm on. You're still talking about that picture. And that's how you open. It made the an show. impression. It made an impression. You really like the picture. It was just Madonna's like mission accomplished. Seriously, I mean, I, I'm taking up real estate in your brain. I did it. It worked. So, you heard the email, the Gmail. So. You know where to send the pics. There it is. Uh, oh, and my Twitter handle, if you want to send it to me, is uh, <laughs> at butt hanging out of bed. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm at T C I Duke D U K E. But dot org dot <laughs> org. Um, and I'm at bastards of young ninety two. I will also be accepting photos. <laughs> Did you ever think you would be on a podcast soliciting ass pictures? I mean, I'm not soliciting. I'm suggesting. <laughs> You're suggesting. I like it. That's probably illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, you, you've got to be 18 or 21 or whatever it is to do this, by the way. You have to be at least Madonna's age. Oh, wow. Now we're cooking. <laughs> we're issuing a challenge. All our Patreon subscribers to do that. That would be amazing. <laughs> How badly do you want to continue to be a Patreon? <laughs> you would definitely be a material girl level sponsor if you do that. Honorary. <laughs> you would be a material lady. That's right. A material lady. A material queen. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. Twitter handle is at Hank G. Are you sure you want to get Don't that out at this me. point? Don't send me those pictures. You can get some really bad ones, by the way. I don't think this is going to happen. Like, I mean, like, you can have some guys. We're just having with fun. Their member just We're just having fun. We're just having fun. I want to thank you, for everyone, for listening to our show. If you're still listening. If you're still listening. <laughs> we never run you off. Chris, Megan, guess what? What? I made you a mixtape.